Welcome to the Pomona Christian Church Podcast. Enjoy this Thanksgiving message titled Gratitude, delivered by Lead Minister Marcus Allen. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian. Thanksgiving is something a lot of times I see on social media. People have um, either put their tree up before Thanksgiving or it's right away after. We put ours up Friday and it seems like we go Thanksgiving. Sometimes Thanksgiving gets kind of pushed aside. And so normally uh, when we have a Thanksgiving message, it's before, but this is actually closer. And hopefully it's a reminder as we get into the Christmas holiday and everything that goes on and as life gets busy to continue to have gratitude. You know, maybe you've been in that situation, you've been at a store, and uh, you hold the door for somebody and you feel like you're being nice, and you know, you're not doing it for the acknowledgement or the praise or even a tip, you know, you're not doing it, you're just, it's the courteous thing to do. But then they walk on by without any acknowledgement, and then it's kind of like as if they expected it, and it's like, do you think Dollar Tree just hired a doorman, you know? Now that they've gone to a $1.25, they've got a doorman that's just here, and that's the expectation. Like, you know, there are people who can have things done for them, and they don't even bat an eye, don't express gratitude, maybe not even acknowledge. Maybe you've put in some work for somebody, done something nice, and it wasn't for the gratitude, but it would be nice to hear, and then you never heard anything about it. It was as if it had never happened, or maybe at work, you know, you put in a little extra. You just wanted to get some things done, and your supervisor or manager never said a thing about it. You know, gratitude is very powerful, and the lack of gratitude says something as well. And I want us to look at some reasons that the gratitude is important. It's important for us to have gratitude. One is it pleases God. You know, over and over, Scripture, the Scripture is filled with references about thanksgiving, about giving thanks, about being grateful. You know, I know as parents and, maybe, and grandparents that you like to do things for your kids and your grandkids But you do want them to be thankful, and you don't do it for the credit or the praise. You don't do it to win their love, but you do it to be kind because you love them. And the only thing you really want or expect is gratitude. You don't want them to just expect it. You want them to understand that something is a gift, that it wasn't deserved. But one of the problems is from the time we're born... We receive things, and we're given things, and we naturally start out, even, even in life, everything revolves around us. And so we start to expect things. And the more things become expectations, the less gratitude we have. And it's important because gratitude pleases God. Another reason gratitude is important is I believe it's the foundation for personal happiness, that our joy and contentment in life, I believe our base, is based on our gratitude. And I think that's why we have so many who, no matter how much they have, they're unhappy. 
They don't find joy in life. They have all the things that, that money could buy or that they could want or needs are met, but for some reason, they're unhappy. And that's because often they're looking around and they're not grateful for what they have because somebody else has more or there's something else that they need or what they have now becomes old. And so they're not happy. There's no contentment. I think if we were asked, most people, if you were asked on a scale of one to ten, how happy are you? If something came in and you were to say, well, something lower than 10, even if it's a 9 or you were to say a 7, you would probably say, well, it would be a 10, but this is going on in my life. This is something that is happening that is keeping that from being a 10. And that's because we think happiness and contentment happen in proportion to what happens in our lives. But really, gratitude is the foundation, it is, is about perspective. And the more grateful we are and the better perspective we have, the more contentment and happiness we'll have, even though things that we don't like happen in our life. You don't have to watch the news long or to see a story on social media about something that has happened to somebody that makes you realize, if you really consider it, that you should be grateful content with what you have when you see what's going on in somebody else's life. See, gratitude gives us personal happiness when we can be content with what God has blessed us with. Here's another reason gratitude is important, to be an example and a witness for Jesus Christ. Gratitude is very important. You know, whether you're a parent, whether you're a a grandparent, whether you're a manager, whether you're a teacher, hopefully that's something we think about. Actually, whatever we do, that being grateful and expressing that gratitude to the people around us is important for our witness as believers. You know, it's easy to complain. And I think at work and whatever positions people have, they probably deal a lot more with complaints than they do hearing thanks and hearing people express gratitude. And it's important wherever we're at, dealing with our children, our grandchildren, dealing with students, dealing with co-workers, to be the kind of people that express gratitude rather than complain. You know, there's a man in the Old Testament named Korah, and he led a, they say, you know, kind of led a rebellion against Moses when Moses took the Israelites out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness and they didn't like how it was going and they started to lose perspective. They started talking about slavery in Egypt as if that was the land of milk and honey, that those were the good times and they now Moses, and they're directly really blaming God, has brought them out to the wilderness. And so he got this group of about 250 to complain and to grumble and to challenge what Moses was doing. And it shows grumblers can always get a crowd, but it's very rarely productive. It's usually just anything based totally on negativity usually doesn't amount to much, but create a bunch of problems. And it's temporary and destructive. And God did away with Korah and that rebellion as an example to the Israelites not to grumble 
and to complain, but to be thankful. You know, Paul, he writes about the church in Corinth, I always thank God when I remember you. Now, that's interesting because the church in Corinth, of all the churches that Paul worked with, that church caused him a lot of problems. There were a lot of issues. There were a lot of things they had to get right that they had messed up. But Paul, when he thinks about them, he says, I always thank God when I remember you in my prayers. So Luke 17 has a good example of this, and it says in verse 1, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So out of the ten lepers that are healed, one comes back. And I'm sure they had their excuses. Well, he said to go to the temple. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to keep going to the temple. Maybe some thought, well, what will he want? If I go back, there might be some expectation. One might have been, well, I'm healed now, but let's see if this holds. But I think a lot of them, like many of us and the times in life, we can just be wrapped up in ourselves and excited and we forget to say thanks. You know, we can kind of be like that. When do we pray most earnestly? Oftentimes, it's when we need something. I've seen people go through something in life and go through challenging. All of a sudden, here they are at church, and they're praying. They want to be involved. God works, and things are resolved, and then all of a sudden, they're back to where they were before, and you don't see them because it's all over. The problem is gone. Sometimes we're not appreciative enough of God to God for what He has done. And you read that and think, really, would just one out of ten come back and express gratitude? If you think about it, isn't that what you'd expect in life? You know, teachers, I imagine, probably get nine complaints for every time you hear someone grateful. Ask worship people. What do you hear, more complaints or instructions on how things should be, or would you think it'd be nine to one on, you know, critiques of worship rather than gratitude for service in worship? Parents with your kids, would you say it's nine complaints or nine requests to each expression of thanks? We have to be sure that we are grateful and I think there's some reasons we can take things for granted. One is prosperity. You know, in this country, we are blessed. One of the things I am so thankful for is that, you know, I, I would live in America. And, and you would think that living in this country combined with being a believer in Jesus Christ would make us the most thankful people. But sometimes it's our prosperity that gets in the way. 
that we have so much and so many people around us have so much, that we live in a culture that is continually telling us in one way or another, you deserve this, this is for you, that everything is catering to our needs and our expectations and telling them, you know, your needs and expectations are to be met. And so when it doesn't happen, we're dissatisfied. And when it does happen, well, that's just the way it's supposed to be. That we just expect things when we have prosperity. And in this country, compared to most around the world, everybody in this room is prosperous. Maybe not in comparison to others in this country, but with what God has blessed us with. We are prosperous. Another thing that's similar is affluence. But it seems like the more sometimes we have, the more people have, the less gratitude there is as well. And it's ironic that we could be more, that we could be blessed more in certain ways and actually have less gratitude. Affluence can take away our gratitude. You know, if, if you've been uh, used to uh, vacationing in the tropics and that's your normal pattern, then spending a week at the Jones Trout Dock in Arkansas may not seem as thrilling and there may not be as much gratitude. You know, if you're used to having all the channels on your TV and then you go to the few that are on the air, suddenly there's not as much gratitude for those that are on the air that we have. If you have 4G on your phone and you go through a pocket that's 3G, even if you lived at a time where they didn't, you didn't even have a cell phone, all of a sudden, life is rough and we don't have gratitude for what we have. If you're used to eating filet, mignon, and ribeye, and then you have a sirloin, might not be as thankful. See, it seems like the better we have it, the nicer things we have, the higher our expectations, and therefore we're less satisfied with so many other things. And that's why Proverbs 30 says, keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may, be, I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. That's why Jesus, when he prayed and was teaching us to pray, said, give us this day our daily bread. That if our needs are met, we should be thankful. And another big one I think we have is this, is the comparison trap. I think this is the one thing that has increased so much with social media. That people in general, we post the good things in our lives and we'll see that no matter how good we have it, someone always has it better and someone always has a nicer vehicle and a nicer house and a nicer vacation. And so we can become dissatisfied with what we have, even if we enjoy it because we compared it to somebody else's, and suddenly it loses its luster. We also forget that others have it worse, and we don't compare it that way. 
See, 2 Corinthians 10 says, when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. You know, there are several reasons for that, but one is it keeps us from having a realistic perspective and a true perspective on what God has done. And so it's important to be thankful. So how can we express gratitude? How can we increase gratitude? And the first one is this, realize everything you have belongs to God, that it's not yours. Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord and the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So what that is teaching us is that nothing belongs to us truly. Everything is God. And when we truly grasp that, it helps us to appreciate what God has loaned us. I think an illustration that helps with this, you know, if I had a friend and he said, you know, I'm leaving town, Marcus, your truck is old, there's a lot of rust on it, you know, I'm going to let you borrow my truck, it's more dependable, it's newer, and you know, you can use this until I get back. I'm like, that sounds like a really great deal. And trust me, if anybody wants to do that, I'll take care of your truck really well and make sure it's maintained and, and all those things. And so, you know, let's say he takes a couple of years and I'm driving this truck. I'm like, this is great. Now, when he comes back, I'm not going to be mad that he wants his truck back. I'm not going to be aggravated that I don't have it anymore or that I have to drive my old truck. I'm going to be grateful that he loaned it to me. And that's the difference in perspective when we understand that everything we have is a loan from God. It helps us to truly appreciate it, even in loss. It says in 1 Timothy 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. And that's a very powerful verse, that godliness with contentment, to live before God in a right way and be content with what we have is great gain, because we've brought nothing in and we bring nothing out. Another thing we can do to increase gratitude is serve others. You know, that's one thing uh, we can learn when we serve others. We compare ourselves with those we think have it better, but when we serve others... We see that we can minister to others who have needs, who have pains, who have things going on in their lives that, that we don't and we can help with. I remember we would take mission trips uh, with the youth group. One of the things I really loved to do was we would go to Mexico. We would go across uh, into Juarez and help build houses and things. And it was amazing the perspective that the kids would gain on life and what they have and in going to a country where the people literally had nothing, that we were building what here would be a shed and it was going to be a house to help get them started. But another thing they learned also was not just gratitude for what they had, but the contentment of the people who had so little, the contentment and joy that was found in having their daily needs met as opposed to having to have everything and having to find what's next. When you comfort somebody who's going through loss, it helps you appreciate the people you have and the family you have in your life. 
I think there's no wonder that some of the best advice for depression is to serve others. Another one is this, to, to stop complaining. We're often quick. I know I often am quick to complain if something isn't right. And maybe not express gratitude unless something's really good or unless there's opportunity. And again, the, one of the great examples of the Israelites in the wilderness as God is leading them is their constant complaining. And in 1 Corinthians 10, when, they, you know, when Paul refers back to that, he talks about the things they did that brought judgment. It was idolatry, sexual immorality, and that they grumbled. See, grumbling and complaining is a way of telling God He's not doing His job well. And, you know, it's a detriment to someone's personality, to your personality, if you constantly complain about everything. You know, how many people do you say, you know, I'm feeling too good right now. It's been a good day. I'm enjoying life. Let's go find Bill because he complains about everything and I need to be brought down a little bit. You know, he, he can complain about anything. No, complain, you know, complaining doesn't benefit or bless anybody and no one wants to really hear it. And another way to increase gratitude is to express thanks frequently to God. One thing I love about Thanksgiving, it is a holiday that's unique. It's set aside for us to express thanks to God and to remind us of that. It says in 1 Corinthians 5, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I saw that if you have food, bed, and a roof over your head when you go home from here, that's better than 75% of the world. A study, only 10% of the world population have a vehicle. It's crazy to think of the world population, only 10% have a vehicle. If you compare what we have, everybody in this room has, we have things that Napoleon Bonaparte, that Cleopatra could have only dreamed of, but often we're not content because somebody has more or there's something better and that's why it's important when we have what we, God has blessed us with that we are thankful for it. And we realize it isn't ours, that God has blessed us. He has poured His goodness out on us. And the question is, will we be thankful or will we focus on the small percentage that's wrong or isn't going our way? See, when you praise God for the blessings you have, it builds gratitude. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian.